which is a community designed to connect, inspire, and empower women through meaningful engagement with the arts. And this is an edition of Women of Culture Wednesdays. Um, I realize we haven't done one in a little while. It's been about a month, so happy to be back. And um, this series is all about um, chatting with different artists from many different dif disciplines, visual performing artists, and um, and learning about their process and the story behind their work. So today I'm super excited to be speaking with Robin Elise Gibson. Um, I actually met her last week at the Art for Equality, Liberty, Life, and the Pursuit of Happiness um, event that we did at Untitled Space, and she has a piece in that exhibit. So. Um, I was really excited to meet her and learn more about her work. Um, I'm excited for you guys to learn more about her work. So let me just have her join us. Hold on. She'll be on in just a minute. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Good, good. I love your earrings. We've had those like, last year. I love, like, I'm a fan of big earrings. I always have big earrings, too. So. Me, too. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, thank you for being here and taking Thanks. the time to chat. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Where, where are you right now? I'm actually at home right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, are you, um, what part of the city are you in? Oh, I'm in Brooklyn. Um, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're, we may be like neighbors and we're just, <laughs> I'm in, well, I'm in Bay Ridge, actually. Oh, okay. I live in Bay Ridge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm in Fort so. Greene. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn is huge. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, I'd love if you um, might just sort of introduce yourself in your own words and tell us a little bit more about your practice. So my name is Robin Gibson. I um, also go by Robin Elise Gibson, which is my whole name, or RAG. <laughs> I thank my parents for that. Um, <laughs> so um, Was that I'm, intentional? Did they like... I don't know if it was intentional as like having an having my initials be a word but I'm really glad that it turned out that way um but I I draw I paint I sculpt I um I make ceramics and I write poetry as well and I'm always looking to add on new media so honestly I call myself an artist slash creator you know, I don't like to just say, oh, I'm a painter, you know, draftsman or something, because, I mean, I do many things. So I'm definitely a multi-dimensional artist. That's awesome. Yeah. What did, you, um, what did you start with? I mean, how did you first come to art? I started with um, painting. So, and, well, actually, it might have been uh, painting and drawing, definitely yeah. 2D. Yeah. Um, and so the whole kind of how I got into art is kind of a, <laughs> almost kind of a long story. Yeah. 
I'd love but, to hear it. It's always okay. interesting. Well, um, so my my granddad was a pastor at a church in um, Louisville, Kentucky, and so my grandmother was um, she was like the first lady of the church. So one day. Um, I don't know why we were there. I can't remember. I was in the third grade. It's possibly possible that she just picked me up from school one day and we had to stop by the church real fast for something. And so somehow I ended up wandering down into the basement and I see these kids drawing and painting and I'm like, what's going on in here? You know, because they weren't from the church. They were from my later um, found out an outside organization. Um called the Children's uh, Free Art Classes with the Louisville Visual Art Association. And so the teacher in there was like, do you want to join us? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Just like this shy little kid. (laughs) Yeah. So I was probably just standing there staring at everybody. (laughs) So she like allows me to join in. Next thing I know, I'm taking these free art classes every Wednesday up through high school. And it was like, my favorite part of the week honestly so I didn't really get serious though about art until a sophomore year in college okay undergrad so yeah that is a great story like you knew you were drawn to whatever was going on there yeah and I think of it honestly I think of it in a spiritual sense like God let me down there Mm because I didn't know what I was doing I was just (laughs) at the church just with my grandmother yeah, yeah probably bored and didn't feel like you know waiting so I'm gonna walk around to kill time you know yeah that's great um not a bad way to kill time right um and then so from there did you studied art in college and art school yeah so I um I ended up actually I went to the University of Louisville and I started out in marketing and because I I didn't know if I really wanted to do art um as a career I didn't really know I could do it you know right I didn't have like a lot of training like a lot of people that you know usually go to art school you know right and um all I had was that free art class like a couple hours a week once a week so I didn't really feel like I thought oh it's cool it's a hobby but I didn't feel confident in like Mm -hmm. you know applying for art school but then like I had to take a um I had to take a class you know just uh an extra class and I was like, well, might as well. I liked drawing, and it was like a 2D foundations class. Mm-hmm. And I ended up asking the professor, you know, how how might I go about, you know, applying to get in, you know, just uh, for just for kicks and giggles, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, okay, um, here's what you have to do, and so I followed her steps and ended up getting in and then mm-hmm. next thing I know I'm applying for the BFA program and next wow. thing I know I'm applying for grad school <laughs> so yeah that's awesome <laughs> sorry no, that's okay <laughs> I know technology you never know it's got a life of its own <laughs> right so. um 
And I'm curious about like how your style has evolved over time. And I mean, now you use a lot of charcoal and you also yeah. use ceramics. And you could just talk about um, about that a little bit. Because I've actually, um, <clears throat> I've drawn for a long time and I've always loved charcoal. I like the feel of it and everything. Mm -hmm. But um, for a while I was doing, I was doing mainly painting. And so in undergrad, I was doing these small five inch by five inch um, portrait paintings of like friends and people that I knew in my community. Mm -hmm. And I would um, record um, interviews that I'd done with them mm -hmm. and like, you know, put them together. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I enjoyed the project, but I also felt like, you know, I, I need to learn some more skills, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's what led me to apply for, for grad school. I really wanted to do um, anatomy, like, in the worst way. I just loved it. And okay. I ended up applying at the New York Academy of Art largely because of their rigorous anatomy program. Oh, wow. So it was, it was interesting to get in there. And, you know, I started drawing even more. Mm. And I kind of, like, like the calling of of charcoal kind of <laughs> came to me more and more and yeah. what's what's um kind of started that whole thing I got looser and more gestural with my work rather than tight and small mm -hmm. and you know painterly it was more like you know big you know mm -hmm. started developing my mark a lot more okay. and so then like like I said I always loved charcoal something about it but charcoal itself has like a painterly feel to it. So I think that's why it just translated so well for me. Right. And um, so I, I actually went from drawing, like painting these tiny, you know, miniatures to doing these full larger than life <laughs> drawings on canvas where I'm like covered in charcoal sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> by, the by the time I'm finished. So right. yeah, but I mean, I would do these tiny paintings and come home covered in paint anyway, because you just don't know where it's coming from. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was kind of that sort of transition. And then also, in grad school learning about anatomy we had to do these um these uh what do you call them oh no crochets okay. so we had to you know build the body from the inside out and we did it oh. using we did it using clay okay. and so i had no idea about 3d work and was super nervous because I was thinking oh I, I've never thought this way before this is gonna be so hard and mm -hmm. it was a learning curve it was yeah. but after I started understanding it it unlocked this you know part of me that was like really digging the 3d and so I started learning sculpture and I fell in love with clay just the materiality of it mm -hmm. it's just I love the feel of it so much <laughs> Yeah. it's like playing in the mud and you don't really care <laughs> it's so nice so and it has like a life of its own too mm -hmm. and in a lot of ways it reminds me of charcoal just because of the fluidity of okay. working with it and it's forgiving you know yeah. so I got into that and then with the ceramics that came just a little bit later um this year um actually and toward the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. 
I learned ceramics um, while I was doing a um, artist residency at the Armory Art Center in West Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, nice. And they had like a really nice ceramic facility. I went there actually for 2D work. So I'm literally learning about ceramics as I'm like teaching about, you know, 2D and drawing and painting. And I'm like spending, you know, so much time over there that people are like, you know, I, you might as well just be over here all the time. Right. <laughs> like in the ceramics, you know? Right. <laughs> so I started, you know, I learned a little bit about, you know, wheel throwing and, you know, I definitely hooked, latched on to hand building and it just became, you know, second nature to me. And I just love it so much, you know, making these vessels that I really do think of as an extension of myself. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I love, um, I love the way that you described um these these ceramics being yeah like a, a um a place to hold your emotions I think yeah something yeah. to that extent. can you talk <laughs> more about that I'm totally I'm probably mis misquoting you no that's pretty much what I said um yeah. <laughs> because honestly like I'm I'm an emotional person I just am I don't yeah. like to admit it but it is what it is yeah and... can relate to that <laughs> <laughs> so at some point it just felt like I had all of these feelings and emotions that were like bubbling up and overflowing and I didn't know what to do with them like how do I how do I manage this and so as I started learning about you know pottery and about ceramics it just was a natural next step like in my mind I was just thinking about putting everything that was overflowing from inside of me into this thing that I had made that I think of as a literal extension of my own self, my own body, my own mind, like another part of myself. And so it's like, I can't keep holding it. It's got to go somewhere. Let's yeah. put it in here. So, yeah, that's basically how that started out. Yeah. That's so cool. I so do you do you feel like it's like therapeutic? Does it help you? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because I mean the act of making it is therapeutic and I never know where it's really going. It's like I, I have an idea of what I want it to do, but I never really know because I'm just like, let's see where what this does when I do this. Let's see what happens if I do that. How how does the shape and the form change when I put, you know, this you know, tall piece on top of the shorter piece. You know, I just right. I kind like, of just get to play a little bit. <laughs> exactly, and because I don't feel like why, well, because I didn't feel like a professional when mm. I first started. It was like I can do whatever I want, and it doesn't matter because if it looks weird or odd or ugly, I'm new at this. Who cares? Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, so, that's kind of nice. Sometimes the freedom of like you know being new or not knowing better or whatever <laughs> yeah that's how that's how it kind of came about and I loved it yeah yeah and so when did you start boxing so that happened I started boxing it was 2016 okay. and it was before I moved to New York for grad school Okay. and literally a friend of mine found this boxing gym because I had been wanting to learn for a while and I we had had a discussion about it before and he's like hey I found this gym you know on 
we can go on this Tuesday and it'll be free, the first class for beginners. And I'm like, cool. And he's like, all you got to do is sign up. And so a few days went by and he kept checking, like, did you sign up? Did you sign up? And I'm like, I'm going to sign up, you know, I'll be there or whatever. And then he said something along the lines of, you're not going to do it. And I'm like, first of all, nobody tells me what I'm not going to do. Yeah, right. Now you're like, oh, now I'm definitely. Exactly. (laughs) So that's basically what happened. I signed up for the class. We went and it was just like, something just unlocked I don't know I don't know what what happened like in that experience but I think also it was like the same kind of thing of when I started doing ceramics for the first time I didn't care if I was bad Mm -hmm. you know I just was there to learn and I was so excited to even be there that it was like man let's do this you know and so as time went on, I just kept going back and I kept learning more and I just, I just didn't want to stop, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really, it did. It unlocked this like new sort of, um, I think part of myself that was just very um, confident. Mm-hmm. It was just a new sort of confidence that I hadn't felt before. Yeah. And I felt stronger and I felt like, you know, I can do this, you know? And even on the days where, you know, I didn't do as great as I wanted to or, you know, I had an off day here or there, nothing ever made me not want to go back. Like, I always wanted to go back. Yeah. Like, even now, I haven't been in the gym in so long and I'm just like, man, I can't wait to go yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you probably boxing gyms haven't, like, reopened or, yeah. They, like, they just, I heard, like, a couple have just reopened okay but at the same time it's like you know I'm yeah. still trying to get back together because I just got back to New York not too long ago and okay, yeah. so there's that sort of that sort of thing but right. as far as you know um being there and experiencing that it's like yeah. I can wait for things to cool down a bit but I definitely look forward to getting back right. in there yeah yeah so do you like actually fight or like have matches I didn't get that far unfortunately (laughs) um I did spar I did spar with other boxers and I loved sparring with like seasoned boxers because one they were willing to like help you like Mm. but two they didn't hold well they held back but they didn't hold back as far as like um their skill level like they may have, you know, they may not have punched at a hundred percent, but it was still they're they're still giving me what, you know, I need to in order to learn what I need to learn. So I liken it to like being thrown in like ten feet of water and learning how to swim, which right. is how I basically learned how to swim. Yeah, yeah, so you gotta just get right in there. Exactly. So I I used to love that. So yeah, I, I'll I'll look forward to it, and hopefully, I do hope one day to at least compete once. Okay. That's one of my goals. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I mean, really it's really cool. You know, I feel like you don't meet a lot of women who are you know really into <laughs> boxing, so that's awesome. And I mean, it's also influenced your work a lot. Right? Yes, yes. So, like I said, it was right before um, grad school is when I started boxing, okay. and um it was I had like this weird slumpy feeling 
um, during my first year. I had learned all of this information, but I just felt like, man, what am I doing? I was looking around at my peers and they all seemed to like know what they were doing. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what am I doing? You know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I actually, I found a gym not too far from the school. I started, you know, taking more classes and it really made me, you know, feel a little bit better. And so having done that, you know, getting some, you know, frustration out um, and I, I started, you know, well, we back up just a little bit in class, we would do gesture drawings, you know, to um, just quick one minute mm. um, to five minute poses where we would just warm up before we drew like for 30 minutes or something or longer. We had like hour long poses. And so I used to love gesture drawings just because, you know, it's loose. I got all of my junk out beforehand, didn't think about it. And no matter how bad they were, they just helped me loosen up so that I could get down to work. Mm -hmm. But then I really started liking just how the gestures looked, you know. <laughs> you know, they sometimes were awkward, but sometimes they would just be this sort of way, this fluidity about them that I just like, I like that, you know. Yeah. And then... I see the movement of, you know, the piece, you know, and of, of the person on the page. And I'm just like, I'm loving this. So now I'm thinking about boxing and my work. And I started, you know, gesturing, like, how does it feel when I'm, you know, drawing and painting these figures? And how does it feel when I'm actually boxing, mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm sort of like trying to connect those together. And so what happened, a friend of mine gave me this paper that he was about to throw out and it was just big paper. And I was like, you know what? Let me try this kind of big. Cause I was, you know, feeling it, you know, you know? Yeah. And so I wasn't relying so much on my observation at this point. I was relying solely on feeling memory, imagination, and I just went to it. And I loved it so much, the fluidity of it. It just got bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. <laughs> but the crazy thing is sometimes I'll be on the subway and I'll draw the tiny ones too. So I'm just like, okay, this all balances out. It's yeah. either I like to go really small miniatures or just really big. There's almost no in-between <laughs> Yeah, that's funny to think that you started out painting little like five by five things yeah. and now you're like yeah. yeah. So I still I really still do like miniatures. Mm. I haven't painted them in a while, but I would go back. Okay. The thing is though, I just I, I I think it would be like a vacation. I would like try it, you know, do a little bit, but right. but I'd have to go back to drawing big. But yeah. medium size never just it doesn't feel like enough. You know, mm, yeah. it's like either be abnormally small or abnormally large. <laughs> <laughs> Life yeah. size is like whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> One extreme or the other. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, so you've also done, used boxing like in performance. And I do. Right? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I kind of forgot about that. No, no. Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm here to remind you. <laughs> Thank you. Because um, performance is fairly new for me. Okay. So I've I've been I've been writing. I've been you know doing poetry for a long time, or well, actually, yeah, fairly long time. I just never took it seriously right. until 
until um, uh, about 2017, 2018 is when I started taking it seriously. Okay. And so, so I have, you know, words that have to come out of myself. It's like part of that is what's going into these vessels. And so um, I had written some things down and a friend of mine was like, Robin, you need to make a zine. And I was like, are you sure? Well, okay. So I did. I made the zine. And then, so I, I started, you know, reading them aloud. And then somebody's like, Robin, you need to perform these. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of shy. I don't really like talking in front of people. But I did um, actually perform a couple of poems at my... Um, at my, oh, gosh, oh, how am I forgetting? Oh, um, critiques. Okay. Oh, right. We, okay. <laughs> we had critiques. <laughs> so that was the first time I did it. And I was like, okay, all right. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I blacked out and don't remember what I said, but I did it. <laughs> so with this performance, literally, I was, it was during the residency and what in my brain, <laughs> I was thinking, um, okay, I want to do something with boxing. And I was literally like, the thing is, I want to punch my face. And it was like, I know that sounds really weird <laughs> and, and really, you know, really bad, but it, it makes sense with the work that I do, considering mm -hmm. the fact that it's all pretty much me having this conflict with myself and trying to resolve that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's violent. A lot of the work is violent anyway. So I'm like, <clears throat> is it really that big a deal? It's me punching my face. Who cares? <laughs> but, <laughs> but the piece that I wrote really was about me trying to silence that that inner me that's telling me I can't do something or I shouldn't do something or bringing up all of the you know criticism that I've heard about myself in the past whether it's come out of my own mouth or somebody else's mouth yeah. and me trying to get rid of that part of myself you know and grow past it and confront it and you know be real about myself yeah. with what I'm going through so okay so yeah it started out with me wanting to punch my face but <laughs> the poetry behind it really did carry the weight that I needed it to carry. Mm -hmm. And um, I was afraid at first that I didn't know if I wanted to just have some sort of silent, you know, punching thing, or if I, if I wanted to recite something. Mm -hmm. And so I, I recited the poetry. I just, you know, I went in there. I was I was nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I was very nervous because <laughs> I had written something, but I also was like, should I freestyle a little bit of it? And I ended up doing a little bit of both. Okay. And so I was like, I hope it doesn't come across <laughs> like I don't know what I'm doing. But I get out there and I just started punching the bag. And there was a point where it's like I could do this and just not speak and just feel it. But then I was like, I need to say what I came here to say. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm punching and I start, you know, reciting the poem, like the whole room got so quiet that I almost got uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but it, there was a point in it where I could hear 
the swinging of the bag mm-hmm. and the creaking of the the chain that the bag was on mm-hmm. and it was just something about that kind of like brought me back into the moment and i just that just always kind of sticks with me about that piece in particular yeah. and so yeah i was really glad that i did it yeah yeah amazing. I, I wanted i'm well, oh, sorry I just, I'm just, I know I want to do something like that again. Okay. Yeah. I don't know exactly how I want to do it. If I want to do it the same way, if I want to do it slightly differently, but right. I definitely want to do something like that again. Yeah. So that one you didn't black out. That one you remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered pieces of Piece it. Of <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I mean, um, I saw part of the video and okay. I mean um did you take an actual bag and then like cover it with no oh, okay actually uh that was built um the oh. the director the um the ceramic director helped me build the armature so it's like a metal pole with two like flat pieces on either side and like a loop so it could have been suspended and so I took paper and I just like kept wrapping paper on the inside. At first I tried clay and I was like, this is going to be way too much clay. Mm-hmm. It was going to be super heavy. Yeah. So I bolted up as much as I could with paper. Okay. And then I put um, a layer of clay on, on the outside, let it sit to get a little bit firm and then did another layer of slabs of clay to keep it wet. Okay. Just so that, and then I sculpted my face into it. And so <laughs> covered the whole thing, kept it wet until the day that I needed to, you know, punch my face. <laughs> and it was it was nice the way that they suspended it. And then it just it turned the lighting and everything. It turned out much better than in my head. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so, then you, like, took some of the pieces and fired them, right? I did. Yeah. So I, I took, I, because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do at first. I had mm. no idea. And then one day I walked in there, I was like, it would be a shame to waste this. So I go in and I, I cut off a few pieces that I thought were interesting, mostly the face, like, the face that was left, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was, like, an eye here, and then, you know, you, all you really see now is the forehead, but I can, I can kind of tell where things are, mm-hmm. and um, I cut, and then I took a, a took off a few pieces that had my handprint in them, mm-hmm. and just mess around with firing them, but the piece that had my face, it was experimental, but um, I kind of like, well, I do, I do like the way it turned out and, um, I'm trying to figure out how to mount it to the wall <laughs> <laughs> because it, I fired it. And to me, I think of it as a, a piece and I call it remnant. Oh, so, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I know that you, you have this like beautiful wording in your bio that I just was going to read because I love the way you have it worded, but you say that you grapple with Black identity, the depiction, perception, and value of Black bodies, and what it means to be authentic. Yeah. Um, And I just wanted to hear, like, in your own words, what that sort of means to you. So, so, like, um, first of all, when I was growing up, or you know, anytime you talk proper or whatever, you have an experience that um, isn't a part of the um, 
it, anytime you don't feel like you're put in this black box, you're often labeled as white, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was light-skinned anyway, so people mm -hmm. were going to call me white anyway. Mm -hmm. But I also learned, you know, ballet, and I loved it. <laughs> and um, I played the violin in high school, and, you know, I read a lot of books, and I was super quiet, and I was the, the kid that, you know, kind of did her own thing, but I also had friends that were kind of like me, so we were pretty quiet, but I also felt awkward and, you know, strange half the time, and so um, I grew up with, you know, kind of complexes, like, you know, what, what does it mean? Am I, am I a black woman? You know, what does that mean for me? And how, how am I, how am I authentic and, you know, my, myself. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, it was like, I didn't like my skin. I was just like, I, mm -hmm. I just, I didn't like a lot of aspects about myself. Yeah. And so I learned how to, you know, and I'm still learning how to be more co content and confident and exactly who I am, right? And learning that authenticity isn't, you know, what other people define you as. It's just you being you and loving you where you are, right? And yeah. so that's exactly what I'm doing. And yeah. I want to put that in my work and I want to, you know, be that example for other people, especially mm -hmm. like I have a little sister, she's dark skin and, um, she she doesn't see the beauty in her skin mm. like I see it. And, like, yeah. you know, my dad remarried, so, and her mother's beautiful. And, you know, she has dark skin as well. My mother is light-skinned like me, so, and she's beautiful. And it's like, we just, all these beautiful women, yeah. you know, my dad was very blessed to have us all in his life. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, but having those kinds of you know stereotypes and stigmas put on you at such a young age and having to break that as you get older is just like we do this and it, it doesn't make any sense yeah. and so when I talk about you know finding the value it's valuing all of us all black people we all have value right where we are as we you know as we are as we were yeah. made and we should all love that. And I want to make sure that I'm loving myself enough that when I go to talk to my cousin or my sister about how they feel about themselves, that they understand that they can love themselves just as much as I love myself. Right. Yeah. And just trying to pass that along, you know, mm -hmm. like I've had people tell me a lot that, you know, complimenting my skin tone like that's what makes me beautiful and it always makes me feel so icky yeah. and I also see what it does to other people and I just I just can't I can't do that anymore yeah. <laughs> I mean I can't I can't allow that anymore mm -hmm. and it's like I feel like I didn't speak speak out against it was me mm -hmm. allowing it to happen and yeah so I I, I deal with that in my work I deal with that in my my headspace. I deal with that in my writing. And yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, break it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or do my do my part to break it. Cause I'm yeah. surrounded by people who who see the value in themselves, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I need to learn to do that for me so I can help somebody else. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that was beautiful what you said. Um, I'm like, I got chills. It was really <laughs> well said. And, you know, I think um, it's amazing that you're, you know, that you've taken these steps and like doing the boxing and the, the vessels and like all of these <laughs> things. And, you know, I I'm just... Um, it's really cool. So, um, Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I was wondering if there's any, like, any projects that you're working on currently or shows coming up or So, um, with the New York Academy of Art, I submitted, like, I had an idea for a show and I submitted it to them and they picked it up as their their winter um, show. So awesome. it's basically um, a show that's celebrating the BIPOC um, alumni and community at the Academy. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to put us out there. I feel like so often, you know, we might be showcased for a second or, you know, we're we're seen for, you know, something that's you know a special occasion but I don't know but what I like to see is us being celebrated right where we are because there were times where I honestly felt like I was invisible at the school so but I felt like that in many different you know places and spaces in the art community and I don't like that feeling so (laughs) And I'm not the only one who had that experience. And so I felt like, you know, having a show that really says, hey, we're here. Mm. We've been here. We make great work. We make amazing work. We make different work. We have different stories to tell. We have, you know, different backgrounds and everything that, you know, needs to be seen yes we are seen we see you we see each (laughs) other and really having that space for us to come out from um this place that taught us a lot of the skills that we have you know or helped us develop a lot of the skills that we have and it's like being celebrated by our own school and you know I wrote the the proposal for that and I was like super nervous like trying to get the to like and they picked it up and I was just Great. like, oh my gosh, okay. Um. <laughs> and so we're still, it's still very much in the planning process and, but I'm, I'm excited about it because it's something that, you know, I, I really want to see it happen. Like I'm excited to see all of these, you know, black and brown and people of color artists that came from the Academy yeah. showing together, you know, and yeah. really doing it you know, taking over for a minute, you know, and just really putting ourselves in the forefront because, you know, we've been there. Right. Been there. Yeah, that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And when that's going to be next year? It'll be, it'll be in 2021. The the final dates and everything um, still need to be hammered out, but it should be like, I want to say around January, February. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. though that that is in the works yeah so I'm just yeah. just waiting for waiting for some more you know information to come yeah, down yeah. <laughs> I can imagine it's hard to plan a lot of things right now yeah, yeah. have you how has like the um, health crisis been for you I mean has it have you been able to focus and like be productive or it's, it... 
it's been like it's been a, ro- a wild ride it's been a yeah. roller coaster because <laughs> yeah when all of this happened um like first started i was in florida during the residency and oh, it had right. to be it had to be cut short because mm-hmm. covid struck and nobody knew what was going on it was crazy yeah. Yeah. and you know so i didn't i didn't have a studio anymore it was like bam <laughs> like projects had to be stopped halted and had to figure out a way to fire some things a little bit later on but I I had some support from some awesome people so I got the things fired that I needed fired before I had to move back to New York but it was it was uh it was something there for a minute yeah (laughs) that's tumultuous like how long was your residency supposed to be it was supposed to be nine months it got cut by two and um it was, I just remember being at home on the couch, like, okay, what am I going to do today? And then there were times where I was literally just scared to leave. And then there were times where I was like itching to get out. But at the same time, I was like, but do I really want to though? Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But when I finally did come back to New York, it was, um, it was nice. It was nice to be back in the city. And I have a studio here, so I did, you know, did my social distance thing, wore my mask, and got back in there, you know? It was, like, just me. I share my studio with two other awesome people. But for a while, you know, it's just me in there because people are busy. Our schedules aren't always the same, so we don't always match up when we're in there. But, which is also a good thing, I guess, if you're social distancing. (laughs) So, um. But it it felt nice to get my hands back in some clay and, you know, get back on a track that, you know, I felt like I was headed toward and opening, you know, new opportunities opening up and like this talk right now. It's it's really awesome. and I really do appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much for for being here. I really um appreciate you taking the time and it was great to to meet you last you week too. and learn more about your work today and yes. um I it's you're like such an inspiring story and I love what, what you're doing so I really um can't wait to to keep following you and just see what happens next and um good luck on the the just show next year I'll keep an Thank eye you. out for that I will be posting more about it as I get more details and whatnot and yeah I'm excited for it. I'm I'm here to see all of these beautiful brown people with their yeah. beautiful work that yeah. does all kinds of different things because we are multifaceted and we all have stories worth telling. Yeah. So, sure. yes. <laughs> it's a great message to leave on. So. <laughs> thank you again. And um, we'll talk soon, I hope. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye.